Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another week, and I'm excited. We have received so many poems that I'm actually going to read two today. And if you're new and you write a poem about your homecoming journey, you can send it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And the first one I'm going to read is from Kata, and Kata is with us all the way from Germany. So I am so glad that you are a co-journer and that you sent in your poem. And it reads, I need to own my affairs for the better, to improve my skills, getting rid of old habits. I want to fly, fly, fly. Don't want to be ruled by disguise and denial. I am starting to see my own self crystal clear, saying farewell to those old gray unusable fears. In this world, we need to protect ourselves with self-made shields. Homecoming is to know what is serving me, to find out what is hurting me, meeting allies together. It is healing in the deepest sense, knowing when to draw the sword, telling my truth in any words, and when to proceed into withdrawal, taking stock of myself, combining my inner selves, learning how to deal with inner inconsistencies and loving them, taking the hands of my sister grief, spending time with her and getting released, knowing that she's my friend, my most honest teacher, sheltering myself from disbelieving in me, It is getting to know my herstory, contacting my preliminary ancestresses. It is shouting and running on the streets, fighting with my siblings, being a sight to behold, hoping that one day we will all be free. It is negotiation in every moment about my privileges, how to use them, and who I want to be figuring out how to recompose the pieces of my own cosmos that have been torn apart. It is embracing myself every day anew. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your piece with us. It is so powerful in defining and redefining homecoming from our healing to our identity to our connection with others. And I'm going to share one more piece, which is from Jamie Burton, who is in California in the US. And Jamie, I will read uh, the first poem that you sent. And it reads, I see you, I hear you, I ignored you. The pain was hard to deal with. So I used alcohol and drugs to numb myself. This was hurting you more. I seen you, I heard you. 
I am here to listen. You are important and you are worthy. You are not what others said you would be. You are Jamie and you're a warrior. I was you. I am you. And you're welcoming yourself to your homecoming. I'm so proud of how far you've come. Your younger self would be so proud you've come so far. And now you know who you are. You know now that your wounds don't define you. The abuse doesn't define you. It's the love you have for yourself and others. That's what defines you. Helping others and being a guide, that's what defines you. You are enough. You are worthy. You are me. I am you. I heard you. Now you're coming home. I love you. Yes, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing your poetry with us on today. And you all just feed my spirit during the week when I open those emails and get your updates and read your poetry and your vows. Uh, it is such a gift and I thank you for sharing it with me. So on today, we're going to talk about reclaiming our power, reclaiming our power. And I want to name that in order to reclaim our power, we have to first be honest about the things, circumstances, situations, and people that have caused us to disconnect from our power. And when we talk about power in this sense of a healthy homecoming, we're not talking about power to dominate others or power over people or power to control, but we are talking about within ourselves, our agency, our self-efficacy. So self-efficacy is your belief in your ability to do, right? To be and to do. And that's why the poems on today are so important as they are a reminder for us not to lose sight of ourselves. And when we have experienced trauma, uh, oppression, these uh, experiences, abandonment, they often cause us to feel very small. They cause us to feel insignificant. It causes us to um, start to step outside of the truth of our own identity, power, and worth. And so a part of homecoming is getting back in touch with my agency, with my voice. And we've talked about that on another episode with the truth about my capacity to be and to do. And so I invite you first to recognize the ways in which you have lived uh, a smaller version of yourself, the ways we, I will include myself in that, the ways we have lived a fraction of ourselves and our capacity and a part of coming home is reclaiming what I can do and what I can be, and not only what I can do and can be, but who I already am. Sometimes we have been living out of the lies we have been fed 
about our own ability and capacity. And so it is not just a matter of trying to get back our strength, but reclaiming that which is available to us. And in order to do that, of course, that first step is identifying, am I willing to acknowledge? Can I admit? Can I recognize the times in my life, the seasons in my life, the categories in my life when I have not lived out my full capacity, the times in which I have been silenced, and the times in which I have internalized those negative scripts about myself. And so others have put a ceiling over me. And then once I see that ceiling, I have operated in a particular way that is uh, smaller and an insult to my wings. Let me say that. What are the times I have insulted the truth of my wings, of my capacity in order to make other people comfortable or in order to stay comfortable myself? Yes. So what are some of the steps um, of tapping into our power, of reclaiming our power? And the first one will probably surprise you and that is stillness, stillness. Because usually when you hear people talking about power, it is like making power moves and going out and speaking up and doing things and uh, taking things and you know all of these um, exercises in control and acquisition, trying to acquire a lot of things, but one of the truths I have discovered is you can be busy and still powerless. You can be productive and still not tuned in to your own inner power. You can have a impressive resume and you can talk with a lot of fancy words and still be very broken on the inside, very wounded on the inside. And so uh, to tap into my power is also to claim my healing. To tap into my power is also to claim my truth. And I cannot claim healing and truth when I am running around desperately seeking validation in people and in things. And so a part of tapping into your power is learning to be still and quieting your mind, your heart, your body, and your spirit. Because when I do that, I am centered and intentional with my day, with my decisions, with my life, as opposed to constantly uh, seeking and searching and uh, pushing, which can look uh, like power, but that is illusion, right? That when I am uh, dipping and hiding and running and seeking and uh, kind of uh, anxiously trying to accumulate, uh, it really is a disempowered state. And so I invite you to consider making stillness and silence 
when possible, a part of your daily life to when you wake up in the morning, not make the first thing social media, to not make the first thing checking work email, to not make the first thing uh, addressing uh, other people's needs. But if you can rise early enough to have a moment to center in, a moment of calm, of silence, of stillness, you will get to a place of clarity and then you can take that clarity throughout your day and you will not be so easily moved by the foolishness, by the pettiness, by the drama. When I am uncentered, then people can easily pull my strings, right? They will be my puppet master, which is a very powerless place. But when I get very clear, then when the foolishness comes, the pettiness comes, the drama of the day comes, I can keep myself from getting caught up in it. I can uh, not be easily moved. I will not be, become easily frantic or easily irritated uh, because I can see things with some depth, with some perception, with some insight, with some wisdom. And so not only in the morning taking that time of stillness, but in the day to slow down your response time. Sometimes you think, oh, to be powerful, you have to move quickly, quickly, quickly. And uh, often if we are constantly moving quickly, we can find ourselves making poor decisions or letting other things decide for us what our priorities are. And so if instead I slow down, I slow down so I can really hear it, so I can really see it, so I can really think through it. Then I am standing in my power. I am living from my power, from my agency, from my healing, from my truth, instead of simply reacting to all the stimulation that is happening around me. Yes? Not only does empowerment and tapping into our power connect with stillness, but it also connects with setting boundaries that I have to get in the habit of saying no to some things so that I can say yes to that which causes me to come alive and to operate in the truth of who I am. That when I am powerless, then I am in my people-pleasing mode and I have to constantly do whatever other people have decided is important. I have to talk the way they want me to talk. I have to pursue what uh, other people are perpetually setting the agenda for my life. So it is very important that we uh, learn to utilize our nose. And no does not mean you're being rude. No does not mean you're being mean. No is I am being responsible with my health and wellness. And I'm being responsible when it comes to my purpose. And if I say yes to everything and everyone, then my health and wellness will suffer and my purpose will not be accomplished. And so to stand in the truth of your agency and power 
is owning the decisions that you can make. And sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, I am kind of in this corner and I I cannot do anything about it. Um, this is just what my life has to look like. And I invite you to consider what it would look like to carve out some time, to protect some time, some energy, some space, to clear your mind, to nourish your spirit, to feed your heart. So yes, there are some must-dos. And so I know some of you are listening and you're like, but you don't understand. I have to do this, 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 and this. I would encourage you to look at that list again and consider where are the ways, how are the ways that you can insert yourself in this agenda? How are the ways, what are the ways in which you can protect your rest, your wellness, your joy, your purpose in this list of things uh, that feel uh, mandatory? And I know some of them are but there can also be some space in there for ourselves, but it does require us using our voice and our power. So we want to tune into stillness. We want to tap into our capacity to set boundaries. And then we want to attend to, I invite you to attend to your physical being. One of the traps of people who are chasing success and chasing significance is often the first thing that gets neglected is our own health. And so I am not living from a place of empowerment if I am abandoning and neglecting my own temple, right? So instead of thinking, oh, to tap into my power, I need to have 20 power meetings this week to tap into my power. I might need to go take a nap, right? I need to protect my time to sleep. To tap into my power, I need to start paying attention to what I feed myself, the ways in which I nourish or uh, neglect my body. That if I am solely living out of vending machines and drive-throughs, what are uh, the ways that my health, you know, my food affects my mood. And so when it is up to me to choose, and I know with different financial constraints, there can be challenges um, around food access. But when I have the capacity to choose, choosing foods and drinking water that will actually nourish and sustain me for my life can be a source of empowerment because then I have some energy, I have some strength, I have uh, a sense that my temple has been honored on today in the ways that I could honor it. And so we want to connect, right, with these body temples and to uh, be clear that my wellness is a part of my power. My wellness is a part of my power. And then it is important for us to also cultivate our creativity. 
So you have the capacity to create that it is not just to be a bystander. It is not just to stand in the margins. Um, It's wonderful that you are an encourager and that you cheer for other people and that you help others make their dreams come true. That is beautiful. And I just believe that you have some seeds in you, some visions in you, some dreams and goals within you. And so to become intentional about, I don't want to simply be a consumer, right? I'm not just buying up or consuming what other people are creating, but there is within me capacity to create whatever that looks like. And so for some people, that's expressive arts creativity. For some people, it's creating legislation. For some people, it is creating space for imagination in children and teaching children. And some people, it is creating a summer program or an athletic program. For some people, it is creating ministry through your spiritual community. Uh, For some people, it is writing a book, writing a play. And so whatever that looks like for you to think about what can I create? What can I make? Right? Not just will I not only what will I watch or what I will listen to or what I will encourage, but what do I have the skill and the desire and the calling to create? And when you begin flowing in your creativity in whatever form that is, then you are in flow and operating in your power. Connected to creating and power is follow through. There are many of us who are dreamers, but not a lot of people go to manifestation. And so to be intentional that I will not only dream dreams, but I will also work to see them manifest. I will actually work to see them actualize, to go from dreaming to actually follow through and persisting until I see it in my reality. There is that gap between dream and reality. And when we operate in our power, then we are able to really flow in an intentional way to create a sustainable change, right? That it will be long lasting instead of a blip on the screen. And so take a look at the balls that perhaps you have dropped and some of them you needed to let go. That season was over or that wasn't really for you. But are there any of the unfinished things, your unfinished business that you feel led to pick back up and to see it through? The unfinished poem, the unfinished book, the unfinished degree, the unfinished relationship. Are there some things that you have left undone that to reclaim your power is to go back and get it done? Yes. Uh, And so that is a part of reclaiming our power. And then one more I want to give you around reclaiming your power 
is being intentional about your relationships. One of the biggest ways that we can sabotage um, our power, possibility, and purpose is being tied up, tangled up in unhealthy, dysfunctional friendships and romantic relationships. They can take years of our lives. They can distract us from who we are. They can diminish us and cause us to lose sight of our power and purpose. And so it is so important to, as we said in episode two, to check your circle, right? Who are the people I am relating to the most and in their presence? Am I tuned in to my power and purpose, my voice and agency? Or in their presence, do I feel perpetually powerless, hopeless, small, insignificant? Yes. So a part of tapping into your power is creating and sustaining relationships with people who give you a reflection of yourself that is empowering instead of disempowering. And I understand sometimes we hold on to unhealthy friendships, unhealthy relationships, because we have a fear that uh, no one will ever treat us any better, or we have a fear that this is all that we deserve, uh, or we have uh, a fear of loneliness and not wanting to be by ourselves. And so when I am making fear-based decisions, I am not tuned into my power. Yes, right? That makes sense. If I am holding on to something that actually breaks my heart and destroys my self-worth, but I'm holding on because I'm afraid, then I am disconnected from my own power and my own strength. And so for us to evaluate and assess our relationship world, our friendship world, even among family, who are the relatives you spend the most time speaking with and who are the relatives that perhaps you need to take some space from uh, because it really takes you out of truth and healing and power. And the very last thing I will mention is that it is not only a psychological piece that affects our sense of power. But when we deal with oppression, there are systems and institutions and people who have organized to make some of us feel powerless and to block us from our power. And so then in order to tap into power in those circumstances, it's not only a mental exercise, it's not only a psychological exercise. This is also about organizing and activism and agency, right? So if there are uh, specific ways in which equity is being blocked, justice is being blocked, uh, our dignity and human rights are being blocked, then it's not just to say, oh, go take a breath or have positive friendships, 
It means that we have to get organized in order to disrupt and dismantle these uh, systems and institutions um, that are designed to um, deny people power and rights. And when we do that together as a collective, we can get even more done. So yes, there are some times we can stand up for ourselves as an individual, but if the issues taking power are larger, which they are, then tapping into your power may also mean becoming a part of community work, community organizations, or getting involved politically in doing the work that will protect human rights and civil rights, that will protect our health and well-being, our safety for ourselves and our community. And so to tap into your power may mean allowing the activism in you to come alive, to get connected with those who are also organizing to do this work so that we resist powerlessness, not only psychologically, but politically, economically, socially, and I would say spiritually in every area of our lives, that we will not be diminished and we will be the fullness of who we are. I'm so glad you're on this journey and I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.